¿Qué pasó, cochinos and sucias? I'm that vato gallo. Welcome to another episode of Sucias are my favorite. Today we're going to talk about sex. So the question is, are you having the best sex of your life with your current partner, spouse, friends with benefits, whatever you want to call them? If you're not, it's your own fault. But Gallo, how do you know this? You don't even know me. You don't know what's going on. Well, I'm going off of previous experience or past experience, not just my own personal experiences, but from friends and females that have reached out to me over time, female friends that have asked me questions about, you know, or not questions, but complained to me about their current sex partner, former partners that reach out to me a couple of years down the road. Now, the reason for this episode is in the past week or two, 10 days, it's almost two weeks. By the time you hear this, it'll be past two weeks. A few female friends reach out to me and normally, or not normally, but I get these messages, phone calls about once every nine months to a year and a half. A few years ago, it was more frequent. A few years ago, I would get messages every three to six months, maybe even nine months at the most. A former lover of mine would, actually, is there a better term for that? Because former lover just sounds so 80s, but former sex partner, no, because that sounds too business-like. But someone I used to have sex with, they'll slide into my DMs after a couple of months, almost a year. And now it's less frequent and less females in general. Uh, like I said, 10, five to 10 years ago, it was about 20 females that would try to slide in. In the past few years, it's about four or five. And not that I really keep track, it's just, I know that they're distinct. It's easier to keep track of now because it's fewer females and more time in between. The reason for them reaching out is that they rank me among their best lovers, best partners that they've ever had or been with. And of course, it's an ego boost. In the past year, I've tried to be a little more introspective and look deeper than just what's on the surface, what's being said by someone to me. In other words, I, I do my best to read between the lines. Sometimes there's more than what's being said. So I asked these females, why is it that they're reaching out? Sometimes they would say, yeah, well, you know, you're the best I've been with and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I miss you. And used to do this to me, you know, you, you know how to read my body, read my, read what I'm saying, read what I'm doing. When I ask more probing questions, they, they finally admit that their partner is not as good as they'd like them to be. And not that it's comparing them directly to me. It's just that they're not aggressive at all. They're not doing anything that they like. So then I asked, okay, if they're not putting it on you the way you want, have you told them, have you asked them to? So personally, I enjoy when a female, you know, uses, uses her words and during sex will say something like, oh yeah, harder, faster, slower, don't stop, whatever. But they're usually a little vocal. They, they let me know. They give me some verbal cues as to what they want or their moans will tell me if I'm holding them by their neck or if they grab my hand and squeeze my hand tighter around their neck or, you know, if they, they can adjust and they, they feel comfortable enough, I guess, with me to guide me or give me some direction. And usually I do the same thing. I'll tell them what I want them to do. I want them to get on their knees, turn around, get on their back, or I'll just manhandle them. The um, issue, I guess, is that they're not communicating with their partners. So after asking all these questions and talking to them, these females, these, these former lovers and friends that I've talked to, it would always be kind of the same thing that they would complain that their partner isn't good. I've only had one uh, female friend, uh, and you might remember in like the first, was it the first episode? No. I forgot what episode I put it in. Oh, oh yeah, it was my, was it the sex prowess or theory of a hundred? 
where this one female friend had a guy that she was hooking up with. He was a football player and uh, or football player in college. Uh, I think it was second string, if I recall, for a big university when they were there together. She never climaxed with him, not in college and not after college when they would meet up a few times. And it wasn't until after college that she realized that he wasn't good in bed or came to the conclusion that he wasn't good, or at least not good for her. He was you know, aghast. He was hurt. Couldn't believe that she would even da- dare say something like that because you know, all the women want him and this, that, and the other. He did some, I guess, soul searching. This is hearsay, of course, but she thinks he did some soul searching, came to her and wanted her to teach him. I forgot the verbiage that she used, but essentially that he wanted her to help him be a better lover because he realized that he was selfish in the past, that he would just get his and like he was just a, a one round type of guy, which apparently there's a lot of those. So there's that example. Female friend had a lover, wasn't good. She dropped him. And eventually they came to terms or he came to terms and wanted her feedback. Now, it's not always the case that you can't be a great lover with every female. You can't use the same techniques or moves. Like you can't do, you can't fuck by numbers. You can't do one and then two and then three and then four and then five. And it's not going to work with every partner that you have, or at least in my experience. Some females don't like to receive oral. Believe it or not, there are some females out there that don't like to receive oral. And there's apparently some males that don't like to receive oral either. That is coming from female friends that complain because they like to give oral. Their boyfriend or the guy that they're with doesn't like it because apparently that's too a too whorish of an act for their girlfriend, for the person that they're with. And so they would step out. And that would be the guy that would be on the receiving end of that. And the more and more I've, I've spoken with these former lovers and female friends, or not more and more, but just kind of um, going back and recalling some of the conversations, looking through some of the DMs, looking through instant messages, text messages, whatever. Uh, I realized that there's kind of a, a, a continuing or similar pattern is that they're unsatisfied with their partner. I am better at reading them. So it's not that I'm a great lover overall. It's just that I'm good at reading their body language and their not so much nonverbal cues, but their moans, their pants, their gasps, the, I guess, uh, guttural or animalistic sounds that they make and following that. In addition to that, I would say it's, I guess it comes from having a kingster background in that I was taught early on to always have that conversation, always find out what their preferences are, what their likes and dislikes are, what their turnoffs are. Even if you're not having BDSM-like relationship with someone, it's important to find out what their turn-ons, turn-offs are. Like me personally, I do not like being scratched at all. Nothing that draws blood from me and nothing, I don't like my nipples played with, pinched, bitten, anything. I don't like any of that. That's personal choice. That's a personal preference. And I put that out there. Other than that, you know, outside of or within the realm of quote-unquote normal vanilla sex, that's all I really have to share with females that I, um, potential mates, potential partners. And in that conversation, they'll tell me, oh, they like to do this, they like to be choked, they like to be spanked, but they don't like some other thing, whatever it is. But they'll let me know what they don't like. And that's always a conversation that I try to have before we actually have sex. Whether or not we have a date, whether or not we've known each other for a long time, uh, sometimes I'll get this information within the first hour of knowing them. And then there's been times where I'll meet a female and don't even get her name, but I'm still able to please her. The reason I would uh, make that claim or be able to boast that is... Probably since 2000, 2001, I haven't had a one night stand. Like it starts off, it's intentional, it's going to be a one night stand. But then later on, 
after the sex, you're like, you know what? I want your number. I want to get in touch with you. I want to keep in touch with you. And I know it sounds like a boast. I know it sounds like a brag. And I probably have had a one night stand or two in the past 20 years that I just don't recall. But for the most part, most females that I've been with want to see me again, want to be with me again. And which is fine. It's, it's like I said, it's an ego boost. And I think that's more of why I do my best to perform my best with any new partner so that I remain on their radar, that they uh, want to keep me in the rotation. I want to keep them in my rotation. But then of course, there are times that I don't want to deal with this female anymore. And so I'll still put it on them, but I'll tell them afterwards, you know what? It's just not, we don't have the chemistry. We don't have this. Um, And it's usually the ones that I just have to like really work and overthink, fantasize about someone else to be able to finish. And it's not something that has to do with their attractiveness. Sometimes it is just a lack of chemistry. So my point in all this is that speaking with all these friends and former lovers, they don't talk to their partners about what they like. It doesn't have to be during sex. It it could be helpful during sex if a female would tell her partner, oh yeah, do this. Oh yeah, do that. Yeah, baby, daddy, whatever. Or that they would guide their partner's hand to grab their breasts, grab their neck, rub their clit, whatever it is, but to give some guidance, give some feedback. Because what I've heard from these female friends is that their partners don't know what they like. Their partners don't know how to do what they like, don't know how to make them come. So they fake an orgasm so that they can be done with it. Sometimes they realize, oh, I'm not going to be able to finish. So they just fake it. Other times they know their partner's finished and they fake one because you know, they already had theirs four or five minutes ago, but they're not as porn star loud with their orgasms. They just shut off, whatever it is, but they're not vocal. They're not loud with their orgasms. So then they fake one, make a loud fake one so that their partner sees, okay, she came too, now I can stop. And all that really does is train their partner, their boyfriend, husband, whoever, to do what doesn't work, to keep doing what doesn't work. Because in the male's mind, he's thinking, oh, I did that and she came. So she likes that position or she likes that speed or she likes that depth or whatever you know was going on. The male makes that association with that's what it takes to get her to come. And of course, he repeats that pattern because that's what he thinks works. And even if you don't feel comfortable being more vocal during sex, you could have a kitchen table talk or a bedroom pillow talk or a morning talk or, or some type of conversation and let your partner know, tell them, hey, you got to do that uh, compliment sandwich or criticism sandwich. Forgot where I've heard this. Essentially, whenever you're going to give a type of criticism, usually it's construct or hopefully it is constructive criticism. But when you're going to give it, the idea is to sandwich it between two good things. So an example would be something like, hey, I really like it when you do X, uh, when you go down on me and I would appreciate it. It would feel better for me. I like it more whenever you use more tongue action, you flick my clit, whenever you slurp on it, suck on it, nibble, whatever it is that you like, let your partner know. Same for males. If you're not thrilled about getting ahead from your girlfriend or whatever it is you don't like, start off with the same thing. Hey, I really like it when you do this. I love it when you hug me from behind, give me a kiss on my neck, whatever, but, or not even a but, don't, don't throw a but in there because it'll negate what you said before. I would appreciate it. I would like it would feel it feels better for me when you do this. When you squeeze my balls and or hold my balls and shaft it together and squeeze them and try to stuff them all in your mouth. Whatever. 
I would appreciate that. That would make it feel better. I would like that even more. And I also love it when you do why. That would would be your closing compliment. You know, I love you. I appreciate you. I just want to have more pleasure, more something during sex. And I want to give that to you. Do you have any feedback for me? So always finish it also with asking for feedback for something that for them to get them to open up. So they're not closed off to the criticism that you said, but that they also feel an openness to be able to speak to you. This is why I prefer kinkster partners or BDSM partners, because normally this is a conversation that we have in depth before we actually have sex, or even before we have a scene or before we do a scene together, which may or may not include sex. Kinkster BDSM isn't always about sex. It's about sexual gratification, but not the typical sexual penetration that most people are used to with uh, either oral, anal, or vaginal penetration. So if you're not having the best sex, talk to your partner. Be more vocal during or have a conversation after. There's no reason why you shouldn't be having good sex because everyone is different. It might take different aspects or different things to get someone else, get your partner to climax. Because if you have a satisfied partner, they're more inclined to do more things for you in and out of the bedroom, or at least from personal experience. I've been known to have former partners to be more willing to do extra stuff for me outside of the bedroom. And I don't just mean getting up and making me a sandwich when I'm done. So if anyone has any questions or doesn't know how to relate to their partner, feel free to reach out to me. You can find me on almost any social media at Cochino Chingon, C-O-C-H-I-N-O-C-H-I-N-G-O-N. If you like this episode, I'd appreciate it if you give it a like. And if you're so inclined, go and give me a review. So don't forget, I love you. You're worthy of it. And until next time, besos.